problem. Calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. That you was respect. You ain't getting no respect from me. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. My son told me he wanted five drops of mustard on his salami sandwich. Five, sir. That's what he wanted. Two pieces of bread, mayonnaise, salami, and five drops of mustard. So that's the way I made his sandwich this morning for school. I like it. Then I put it in his little thermos bag thingy. Putting young scientist. With some apple slices and a protein bar, and off he goes to school. A politician. Five dots is the Goldilocks mustard dollop, Dad. Just right. Salami sandwich every day. You gotta be a kid to do that. Ooh. Every day. <laughs> every day. Live from Studio C. He's a horror. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Well, on cable TV, evidently, it's still the Mueller report. Oh, oh man. Which is something. Yeah. Yep. So healthcare was a conversation for roughly three days. The Boring. No, according to both sides and all the polling, right? According to both sides uh, on your cable news channels, the the number one issue for Americans by far was huge and hot for like three days. Sorry, over. We're all fat. On the uh, your conservative channels, it's now all Biden. Mm-hmm. On your liberal channels, it's back to the Mueller report. Right. And oh, I, good to be back. And how Barr is hiding it from us. Clearly, why don't release the entire thing? Healthcare is gonzo. No. From the national discussion. And the president's saying, well, we'll take it up after 2020. And by the way, <clears throat> I know I've said this over and over, but it, it we, we set new uh, standards on a weekly basis, it seems to me, for our dividing into camps on the news we take in. Yes. And how different it is. So on this Mueller report thing now, taken in MSNBC shows. Barr is is holed up at the behest of Donald Trump, going through it piece by piece to hide evidence from the American people. That's right. if, if he releases it at all. And he probably won't. And he probably won't. And, and the only reason Trump picked him and the only reason he took the job was to protect the president. And he's in there making sure that all the stuff that could damage the president is taken out of there. Or, if you take in other reporting, he's working with Bob Mueller... It's only going to take two weeks, right. which is pretty damn fast, uh-huh. and he's going to release the whole thing. Except for the stuff that's clearly illegal uh, to release. Agreed upon by Mueller. Himself. Mueller himself is looking right. over his shoulder while he does this. So there's really nothing. It's a completely, to use a word, manufactured crisis. Well, they, 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 they wouldn't be doing that at all if Adam Schiff weren't riding around Washington on a giant white steed wearing his shiniest armor. Tilting at the windmill of Barr and Mueller. I'm telling you, I watched uh, Chris Matthews' show. I watched Brian Williams' show last night. They did a good 15, 20 minutes, half hour maybe, on 
on on on leaving out the fact that Mueller's working with him, le- right. leaving out that the fact that the law says he's got to do these things. Yeah. It's just a conspiracy to hide this stuff from us. Yeah, it's amazing. So unless something damaging comes out of this, then I think they've done the same thing again, the exact same thing they did before. Mm. Make up a bunch of stories about oh, wait till you see the real collusion that's in there. Well, they've decided this is a slot machine that's paid. It's paid off for quite some time, and they were more or less humiliated by the uh, non-collusion uh, conclusion and confusion. It left a conclusion, uh, and and so, but they're not going to pivot off that. It was good to pay him slot machine. Plus, it's humiliating. So they're going to say, "Oh no, 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 no!" But we haven't seen it. We need to see it. And I would agree. I think everybody sure. wants to see it to 80, the extent that I, it's lawful. I think it's eighty percent of people say we should see the report. Sure, and we're going to. Yeah, and we're going to. And nobody said we're not. Right. Nobody has said we're not. Right. No, they are arguing against the wind. I guess. It's a manufactured crisis. Yes. Um, uh, one part I'm confused by, though, and I forgot what it was. I want I to mean, ask if you. Barr was working hand-in-hand with Jared Kushner. Well, right. That would at least be a, like sure. a good cable news topic. And said we'll, and, we'll you know, release it next year. Are, right. Arguable. Or after the 2020 election. Right. That'd be a good one. You know, that, uh, sure, you'd have an argument. That, that'd be a little hanky-seeming. But he's working with Mueller hand-in-hand. And it's a couple of weeks after two years. I think we'll be fine. And again, nobody has said it's not coming out. I am setting a deadline of noon today. Go ahead. <laughs> Nadler, uh, who has... I'm setting a deadline of noon 15 today. <laughs> what is that? Nadler, Democrat, who's uh, head of one of your committees, said he's going to subpoena the thing tomorrow if they don't get it today. Today was the deadline, and if they don't get it today, he's going to subpoena it tomorrow. Which just goes to show you how Which important they have, the subpoena is, I but guess. They have the power to do it. I think they can do it, can't they? They can subpoena it, but the uh, administration can refuse. And then what would it do? Go before a judge and say, this stuff's classified. We can't uh, We can't release it. And judges say, you're right. Okay. Well, that'd be exciting. And they'll shout for another 48 hours on cable freaking news. That'd be exciting. Yeah. All right. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. Let's start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry this morning, Michael. Good. Feeling kind of festive today. i got to pick up some ice and some lemonade for my mom's 70th birthday party tonight. Oh, happy birthday to your mom. Indeed. Happy B-Day. Yeah. If you remember, she, uh, I remember an A&G event, she said, happy 20th anniversary, Sean Hannity, to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. That's a funny one. (laughs) That's where you get it. The dry humor. The dry humor, yeah. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Pleased that we have uh, the Day of Fools uh, in our rearview mirror. No kidding. And uh, and once again, just a reminder, as as the great prophet Mr. T taught us, when you encounter a fool, the correct response is to pity them. Absolutely. Um, but, it's, but, uh, but, you, but you know, the, the corporations are like people, too, now, and they got to get in on the tricks and the pranks. And you had Tinder uh, rolling out a fake height verification badge, because <laughs> uh, apparently there's a lot of dudes who are uh, on there saying, oh, no. Oh, I'm seven five when they're like five five. Uh, so they rolled out this fake, this fake. Uh, no, we're going to put out a height verification to which all the, the short guys said, "What about weight verification?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about that? Bunch of morons. Hilarious. Uh, Soda Stream uh, came out with an ad with uh, astronaut Scott Kelly, uh, and their new product was going to be a burp powered uh, Soda Stream. Gotcha. To where uh, it says you could harness your C your excess CO2 and turning it into something awesome. Uh, Honda had a polite horn. 
uh, Shutterstock, the online uh, picture photo library, said they were going to open up a brick-and-mortar sh- store with 250 million physical copies of your pictures. <laughs> um, uh, McDonald's, uh, was uh, they were going to release a shake sauce, something you can dip your french fries in. That was something a like second. a milkshake, which wow. isn't a bad thing. No. I used to do that when oh. I was a kid. It was really good. No, bring that out. Uh, but, but yeah, that's uh, so that, all in the rear view. That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. My oldest a little whimsy for you. Personalities are different. You're born with them. My oldest son loved April Fool's Day. Just ah. thought it was fantastic. Yes. Played some pranks on it. He got a hold of his uh, his buddy's schoolwork and wrote an F on it. And... <laughs> oh, no! Oh, Zingo! Good one. <laughs> and my youngest son hated it. He said, I don't get it. It just seems like people being mean to each other. It sounds stupid. <laughs> I said, that's the way I felt my whole life. Wow. <laughs> it's funny. Just that is hilarious. The way you're built. Yep. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I feel very good because over the weekend, went to my favorite clean, well-lit purveyor of scratchers, picked up a handful let them marinate for a couple of days, use my luckiest old-timey quarter, and bam! Winner, winner, <laughs> bacon dinner. Yes! The enthusiasm you get when you win at the gambling is, I mean, yeah, you can see the fire in your eyes. It brings oh, yeah. joy. <laughs> I see that. Yes. Yes. That's oh. awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. By the way, my son uh, grabbed his uh, buddy's schoolwork and wrote an F minus on it. Which oh, is oh, the worst kind. Oh, the worst kind. classic F minus. Oh, wow. There is no lower grade. How <laughs> oh, could there be? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, April second, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> God, I love kids. <laughs> All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, what else would we do? Here we go at Mark. Smelling hair is always weird, all right? I don't care who it is. Even if you're in a relationship, if you smell your girlfriend's hair, she won't say anything, but in her head she'll be like, is he a serial killer? <laughs> Wait a minute now. I'll tell you what. What I learned the power of, uh, power of scent in uh, biologists or something. What I learned from MSNBC yesterday is Biden is going to survive at least this round of the weirdness. I thought he would be done in 24, 48 hours, but no, they pivoted completely to Mueller report, barely mentioned Biden. And it's their determination, right? Well, yeah. If yeah the on left, the left, yeah. they decided not to condemn. They said he's affectionate, he's, uh, you know, kind of handsy in an old school way, but uh, never predatory. If we were in the general election, the, the right and the Fox News crowd and everybody else would have a say. But they're still picking their own candidate. Right. And they've decided we're okay with this mm-hmm. for now. Yep. So that was surprising to me. Here's for a neck nuzzler. What are the other headlines, Marshall? I don't know. Joe Biden's second woman's accusing the former Veep of acting like a creep. Yeah, came out in the middle of the day, did not make MSNBC. Right. President Trump could be triggering an avocado calamity. I will explain. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and the Boeing Max 8 fix delayed. Coming up. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Good stuff. A few, uh, you know, sage observations from the good folks in the audience. And you can email us right now if you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Major rally in support of Jesse Smollett in Chicago yesterday? What? What? More on that later. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. 
Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We may have too much stuff for one show. Oh, my. We may have to do a six-hour show today. Oh, no, please, Got no. this sex survey about people are having less sex than ever, mostly driven by young people, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's, uh, well, it's, uh, I was going to say a bit of a mystery. It's half a mystery. I think it's pretty clear the main factors, but we'll discuss that. Speaking of discussing, uh, Positive Sean and I discussing in the office this morning that uh, yesterday, um, I had to have a dental procedure, and having recently gotten my hip customization, I have to take antibiotics before in case some uh, funky, funky bacteria gets loosed up. It doesn't lodge in the joint, and, and, and you know, because that would be terrible. Um, and uh, my surgeon, who I love, he's a great dude, great, great guy and a great surgeon, um, I, I, on my forms, it says I'm allergic to penicillin. And he said, what's the story? I said, well, as a baby, they gave it to me, and I broke out in hives. And he said, the vast majority of those cases are not a true allergy. And so uh, so he went ahead and prescribed uh, four big old uh, amoxicillin tablets to me. And turns you, out, did, you, did you die? I'm special. I'm special. Because I have an incredibly painful and itchy rash all over oh, my, really? my torso. Yes, yes. And wow. I, didn't get to sleep till a little after one last night. No kidding. So I was going to yeah. mention to my wife, because she's allergic to penicillin using my finger quotes. Right. And thought, well, maybe she's not actually. Interestingly, Positive Sean is on that list. Yeah, I, I took it once when I was a kid, had a bad reaction to it, and then for my entire life, I was always just, no, allergic to penicillin. I would just put that down as the default. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of years back, we were, uh, it was, remember when I sounded like Kermit the Frog yeah. in my, my throat thing? We were trying to figure out what to, what to do for that. And the doctor said, well, let's try it. We'll, we'll, we'll give you penicillin. Take one. If you have any reaction, just call me immediately, and we'll, we'll schedule you on something else. I ended up taking it. Was perfectly fine. Took the well, took I, the whole thing, and I was it was yeah, no I, problem. I you know went to the good medical websites, Mayo Clinic. It's the at all, and and sure enough, yeah, it's true. The vast majority of people are not actually that, allergic. That's to, a hell but of a, I'm special. That's something a person should know if you're not allergic to it, because yeah. you know you're in an emergency situation. It'd be yeah. nice if that was available yeah. to you. Mailbag. I think that's really interesting. I'll bet most people a little test, maybe. <laughs> I'll bet most people don't know that, though. Huh. That's a good one. Yeah. That's news you can use. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have suffered for you, my friends. You want Sean to scratch your back while you work? No. No. Okay. I don't How want anybody... Front? I don't... <laughs> you want him to sniff your hair? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you sneak up behind me and try it? I'll let you know how I like it. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Whoops, let me flip over here. I got a freedom-loving quote of the day. Um, we haven't quoted James Madison in a long time, the father of the Constitution. Tiny little man. So I was looking at his various quotes. Uh, Not a long hitter. There's two of them. 5-4. <laughs> the truth is that all men having power ought to be mistrusted. Yes, I, I wish... It's amazing that the, the our whole government was built by people who believed that. Both sides... Their main thing was you can't trust government. Right. You can't trust people in power. Now we have one party, if not one and a half parties, 
who believe, no, 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 the government can fix this and that and makes this decision and, and, and directs society this way. It's amazing. Right. Right. I know the, that faith in big government. When they get in government, they'll become angels, not subject to human nature. People that It's just a bizarre and, and, and naive and, and stupid and scary belief. People that hated each other, at least briefly, on both sides of how to construct the government. You know, uh, Alexander Hamilton versus uh, Thomas Jefferson, whatever. Adams and Jefferson, whatever. The two sides. But they both agreed the government is evil. Right. You got to keep an eye on it every second, and almost nobody believes that. And anymore. I'm going to rearrange this one a little bit because it's kind of worded in an old timey way. Forgive me, but the Constitution, the government was instituted to protect the rights of persons and the rights of property. That's why it exists to protect your rights and your property. That's it. Um, anything beyond that is taking a real chance. Well, I'll give you stuff. No. No. Give you lots and lots of stuff. No, that's your mommy and Healthcare, Santa Claus. Healthcare, food. No, that's, again, housing. That's Santa Claus. Uh, moving along on a similar topic, this is a nice note from uh, Gene. He heard uh, my definition of politics. Uh, politics is the art of enticing or frightening the herd to run in a particular direction. And he said, let's add all the while fleecing, fleecing them. While you're running? Right, exactly. Fleecing the herd while it runs. That's a good addition, Gene. I thank you. Uh, let's see, moving along. Uh, guys, I wanted to clear something up uh, you talked about last week. You said that uh, that the rap chick, it was Cardi B, used to roll clients. One of you said uh, they thought she was into them. I'm a 60-year-old gringo who lives in TJ. I get rooms with strippers every week, and I have no illusion they're into me. They only do it for the cash. Well, congratulations on your exciting lifestyle and your realism, sir. Weird flex, but okay. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> That is that is an interesting humble brag. Was that a humble brag? Jack is uh, well. Jack mentioned that some of the Bible may be um, embellished, some of the Old Testament in particular. Jack is bearing false witness against God's word. Well, that's uh, not a good thing to do. You're doomed. Wow. Marshall's news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, a lot of uh, ongoing stories we need to update you on, including the continuing battle that is huge for the Trump hating media over the Mueller report. It's just it's, it's just astonishing it's, to me. It's, it's, it's a me too. story. You know, you know, they pivoted away from it. Like, oh, no, what Mueller report? It's right. healthcare now. Too humiliating. Too humiliating for then, us. Then I think I know what happened because we're in this business. If our ratings got cut in half overnight. There'd probably be a meeting with the bosses, and they'd say, you know, that story you were doing for like two years, people seem to like that. Find a way to A, hold on to it, B, return to the role of champion of justice. we got to start shouting for, I don't know, have them release the whole thing, but they can't. We'll shout for it anyway. The, the point is to be right. The point is to be fighting for the... You know, the, the brave progressive voter. State that they're hiding something, even though we don't know that's true. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. One of the other ongoing stories centers around Joe Biden. He is stepping up his defense as a second woman raises a complaint the former Veep had acted inappropriately. Amy Lapos, a former aide to Democratic Representative Jim Hines out of Connecticut, 
says Biden touched her face with both hands and rubbed noses with her in 2009. He just like slid his hands behind my neck and pulled me close and our noses touched. And then he rubbed noses with me for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. He was saying something to me. I don't remember what. Some old man does that to me. I am saying, <laughs> what the blank are you doing? But He's yet, a nose rubber. But yet another person who says they didn't think it was sexual, but it was incredibly weird and creepy and uncomfortable. It right? was like really space invasion-y grandfathery. I get the idea. This is the first one of these. Like I said yesterday, it's the Me Oo movement. Uh-huh. The first just creepy. How creepy are guys allowed to be to women right. <laughs> in the workplace? But... um. As I've stated, taken in the news from Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, the left, which gets to determine what candidates they get, has decided this isn't that big a deal and mm. moved on from it. So now, if he becomes the general election candidate, then the then you know the right gets a say. Right. Right. But I would point out, and there's an update to this story, but the uh, that uh, lieutenant governor of Virginia is still in his job. And he's got a, a couple of women coming out and say forcible, penetrative sexual assault. And he's still in his gig. So evidently there's a little more toleration for that sort of thing than uh, you might be led to believe. Uh, Lapos doesn't have a whole lot of toleration for Biden as the candidate. We are at a critical time in our party, the Democratic Party, in deciding who is going to represent us in 2020. And I know for sure that I do not want a man that does not respect women. So the woman that brought the charge over the weekend, that was the one where he walked up behind, smelled her hair, and kissed right. her on the back of the head. Right. She was a Bernie supporter in 16, and so presumably is still. Yes. And wouldn't mind taking down the guy that's currently at the top of the polls. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but that could be a certain amount of her motivation. Uh, right, right. As uh, our emailer, who I didn't get to, but... A number of people have pointed out, uh, all of a sudden, when Amy Klobuchar announced she was a despotic, horrific boss who bullied her poor employees and is just unfit for any office. Well, that story came out when it did for a reason. Yeah. Everybody's just trying to kneecap everybody else right. and, and squirm to the, the front of oh. that, you know, that herd. As you go up the polls, you get the scrutiny. That's yes. just the way it works. Um, the Klobuchar example you just used. Well, Mayor Pete, who everybody was just, well, how do you even say his name? Ha, 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 ha. Then all of a sudden he shows up. Well, he's number three in the country and in Iowa. Charming, intelligent, persuasive. And the most impressive person in any interview I've seen so far on mm-hmm. the left. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story out about him today that you're going to love. So somebody's gotten out the yep. oppo research on him because he's yep. climbing in the polls, raising a lot of money. So stay tuned for that one. It's a good one. Let me just say, just a quick tease. Turns out his father was good with a hammer. And a stickle. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> weet, weet, weet. Wow. Uh, it's nothing compared oh, to President Trump about to trigger an avocado crisis. The president's going to be visiting the Holy U.S. Holy guacamole. He's going to be visiting the U.S.-Mexico border near Calexico, California, Friday. This visit coming on the heels of his warning. He's going to close down the border with Mexico any day now. 
So now that's triggered a number of warnings from all kinds of people in the agriculture business saying if Trump shuts down the border, the U.S. would run out of avocados in about three weeks. Open border supporter Joe Getty said yesterday that that was an extreme move on the president's part. I'm for it. You know, I'm sitting right here. I can characterize my own quotes if you'd like. Just tell us about how you're soft on the border, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like avocados. And uh, Mulvaney, his current chief of staff on Sunday, and yeah. uh, what's her name, the blonde woman whose husband uh, hates Trump? Ah, her. They said this is not an idle threat. He's serious about closing the yeah. border. That would be a crazy thing to do. What else do you do? all that aid for Central America, I think, is a really odd maneuver, too, but I think it's the Trumpian uh, I'm going to lay waste everything if you don't talk to me. What else do you do if you can't get Congress to secure a border with 100,000 people coming in last month, and it could be a bigger number this month. You threaten to close the entire border. I don't know what else you do. Uh, Well, as I said yesterday, when I wasn't being misquoted, it reminds (laughs) me of the uh, China trade strategy. Trump is not really pro-tariff. He just wanted to throw a punch, essentially, and and make sure everybody knew this was serious and we're going to get to the bottom of this. So long-term, we're not going to have big, fat tariffs with China. No way. That's not the point. And long-term, we're not going to close the border, I would hope, because it would be devastating to the economy. But, yes, something's got to be done. Los Angeles police say they have identified a suspect in the shocking death of Nipsey Hussle. uh, Who now? Nipsey Hussle. I'm thinking a lot of people like me have never heard of Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if you're... Do you even remember Nipsey Russell? I'm familiar with him. Yeah. To say I remember uh, great comedian of the seventies, one of the funniest men who was well. But he's all right. You got to be a person of a certain age to yes. remember comedian, black comedian Nipsey Russell, yes. who rhymed all his jokes. This is a rapper named Nipsey Hussle. Correct, indeed. Grammy-nominated rapper, by the way, activist and entrepreneur. He was gunned down in front of his L.A. clothing store Sunday afternoon. Police have now named the suspect 29-year-old Eric Holder. Oh, the former attorney general. You got the age wrong, Marshall, but when are we going to bring it up? First, he got fast and furious. I'm not joking. He wouldn't show up. He wouldn't testify. And now he's killing rappers. Another Eric Holder, my friend. Mm. Anyway, he's uh, named as a suspect in the shooting. The uh, police are asking for the public's help in locating him. They apparently told ABC, some of the police sources told ABC News, the shooting appeared to have been targeted and personal, not necessarily gang-related. With his co-conspirator Van Jones and Valerie Jarrett. (laughs) All 28. Uh, Of note of of Nipsey Hussle, he was notorious for, in interviews, chastising other rappers for buying jewelry and cars when they should be investing in things like business and real estate. Interesting. He he was very much an entrepreneur and not the typical sort of of guy that you associate with kind of the bling rap culture. I'm I'm not a fan of the hippity-hop music, really, but he was a really interesting guy. He came from the streets. He's a gangbanger and has dedicated his life to entrepreneurialism and talking kids out of gangs and violence. And he'd been uh, hitting that one hard recently, Isn't and that, some gangbangers didn't like it. Yeah, that pissed off other rappers and uh, or whoever else. Yeah, the, 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 there's the, the crabs and the in former the, attorney general. Apparently, oftentimes the the kind of uh, hoods and ghettos get described in this crabs in a barrel right, uh, sure. scenario, right. where when somebody gets elevated up, they 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 reach up and try to pull them back down. And, wow, that's rough. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I think it would do humanity and each of us a little good to 
to contemplate that notion, the whole pulling the crab back down into the barrel thing. It's human the, nature, uh, it seems. The, the bucket. It is. It's a really common sentiment, tendency among humans, and it's ugly. And it's pathetic. It's I wonder, sad. I wonder if it's just, uh, from an anthropological standpoint, just anybody who's an outlier is bad for the herd. Do what the herd is doing, because the herd has survived so far. And uh, you're doing something different. Is that what drives it? Or is it just, know. do you think it's just a base instinct of, like, envy? And Yeah, it's it's a combination of envy and... And if somebody rises, it's such a clear illustration to you, such a clear message that you have not. And if, especially if you don't want to put out the effort or make the sacrifices or whatever to rise, makes you feel really bad about yourself. Because all of your excuses, suddenly, you got the same neighborhood, same financial condition, same sort of upbringing, same everything. And person A makes a great success in their life, and person B sits around feeling sorry for themselves and making excuses about their life. Person B doesn't want person A's example out there. Hmm. It, it, it gives them, you know, emotional discomfort. And so we try to yank person A down. It is a sick, it's one of quite a few Sick tendencies Homo sapiens have that, like I said, you ought to contemplate it for a while. Make sure you don't do it. We're a weird species. Well, it's like every drunk in every bar. If somebody says, "No, I've had enough," oh well, come on! Right? Does your husband drink? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Every 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 person smoking pot wants the other people to smoke pot because they want everybody in on it with them. Maybe there is a herd aspect to it. I just think it's it's sick. Um, my favorite stat of the day coming up, a mind-blowing statistic, if you like statistics. I, I hate to give it away, but is it five out of six? Oh, you gave it away. Sorry. <laughs> Stole his thunder. That is a mind. Can you imagine? Five out of six is a good one. Yeah. It's a dang good statistic. Tough to do it as a percentage, though. You got to think about it. <laughs> um, 15 would be 90. We should hit on the sex survey. More people... Not not having sex in the last year than than ever before, mostly driven by young people. Well, and the the plunge in numbers is astounding in a very short time. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I promised a fascinating stat. This is a fascinating stat. It's not a stat. Slow down, Jack. I don't even know what a stamp is, Jack. I'm confused. Slow down. It'll all be okay. You're like a, you're like a little kid. You claim it's fascinating. I'll be the judge of that. No, it's fascinating. All right. Do you know what? Aramco is. That's Saudi Arabia's oh, yeah. oil company. They have kept their books closed forever. For the first time yesterday, they opened their books so the world knows how much money they make. I'd be afraid to go into their books and their embassies. And they are by far the most profitable company in the world. They've kept their books closed 
so that people wouldn't talk about that as much. Well, well, people thought maybe they're hiding something, you know, financially scary. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's Aramco, which it's the kind of country where the company and the country are really the same thing. Sure. But Aramco, the oil company, made $111 billion last year. Apple, which has been the world's most profitable company for a number of years, makes about half that. As a matter of fact. And that's not revenue. That's profit. Right. As a matter of fact. Yeah, exactly. Profit. You add together J.P. Morgan Chase, Google parent company Alphabet, Facebook, and ExxonMobil. Aramco makes more money than all of them combined. Then Google and Exxon and all these other companies combined. That's stunning. If you don't believe it, Yahoo it. I don't know what that means for the world, but uh, why are we giving them planes, selling them planes, giving them anything? Protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Well, a new day is dawning for Saudi Arabia, and they're aware of it. MBS. Anyway, more on that later. I want to get to this sex stuff. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I want to, to make sure everybody heard it. Um, so they've been keeping these stats for, looks like, 30 years. There are more people than ever not having sex in the last year. That means you haven't had sex for a year. It's got the highest number that it's ever been. Driven mostly by young people. There's an assumption it was driven by the old, because we have an older population now, more and more old people, maybe you're alone, whatever. I don't want to get sad and depressing, but mm-hmm. but it's young people, so... Well, um, and plus, you know, the older you get, the less need you have. Not me. <sighs> Hasn't dropped off a bit. Good for you. Thank you. Congrats. My tea isn't low. How's your tea? <laughs> is there any? Mine's ice Immeasurable. Tea. <laughs> uh, or hot tea. I guess it's hot tea. Sure. We'll the, let you craft that and then be sicken us with it when you're ready. <laughs> The number of Americans 18 to 29 reporting no sex in the last year doubled between 2008 and 2018. So over the last decade, for people under 30, adults under 30, it doubled the number of people not having sex in the last year. Mm-hmm. As I said yesterday, when I was that age, when I was in my 20s, somebody that hadn't had sex in a year would have been such an outlier, our mouths would have dropped if somebody had said that. Right. Unless, you would not have been able to comprehend how it could be true. I knew a couple people, uh, women in particular, that were, for religious reasons or whatever, there's nothing wrong with, you know, not <laughs> having a lot of promiscuous sex. Sure. In fact, your life's going to, you know, most likely avoid a lot of pitfalls. But it's just surprising to me. I knew a few people that, for a variety of reasons, religious or whatever, didn't. For a while. But mm-hmm. once they started, they certainly weren't going a year. Or once, um, right. Or once they were married or in a committed relationship. Yeah, or just, yeah, boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. Um, doubled adults under 30 not having sex in the last year. What is, is it a coincidence that 2008 is almost exactly when social media, the internet, everything really got going? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, you know, I was reminded of that uh, uh, that Atlantic piece on uh, young people's declining sex rates, and so I looked it up again, and I was reminded that um, in roughly the same time span, Australians' uh, rates of uh, uh, making sweet, sweet love have declined quite a bit. Finland, same thing. Netherlands, same thing. Sweden, Japan, um, virtually every developed country starkly declining rates of uh, the physical aspects of love. 
people in relationships have more sex than people that aren't in relationships. Is mm-hmm. that a fair thing to say? Yes. They also have more apple picking on Saturdays. <laughs> so cost-benefit analysis. Exactly. Everything's a trade-off. They also have more everything. watching movies they don't like. Um, I'm kidding. I have been in a committed relationship almost the entire time since I was 20 years old. You're from the generations, right. which is all of them, that coupled off. This is me pushing back against the social media internet narrative, which I agree is an accelerator. But uh, growing up in the Midwest and even leaving in, in leaving the Midwest and uh, we were on the East Coast for a while, where we were. Until we got to run out of there, too. But growing up in the Midwest, everybody I knew was always in a committed relationship. And if it ended, there might be uh, however many months period where you weren't. But right. then you got back into one. Yeah. Everybody. I didn't know anybody who wasn't. And if you weren't, it would have been very, very strange. Then well, I, if you weren't, you were trying to be. Then I moved to California. And this was in the mid-90s. And almost nobody was that wasn't married. Almost nobody was. Mm-hmm. Went to work at a place and almost nobody. And it was just Stunning to me. I'd never been around a crowd like that before. Here are a bunch of people, attractive people in their 20s, going out, running around, doing stuff, and almost nobody was in a boyfriend-girlfriend, a steady relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was pre-social media and all this stuff. And I think that started on the coasts or urban areas. I don't know what. Cultural change mm-hmm. and is spread across the country. I think. Well, I agree. And then with you accelerated the, by social media. The social media thinks an accelerator because that time I was there. I remember it was right about was, the time we're I, talking about ninety six, ninety eight. I had never been around anybody like that my whole life. That's an attractive, you know, twenty seven year old woman, and you don't have a boyfriend, or uh, and I know you for years, and you never have a boyfriend. Yeah. The same with the guys. So never had a girlfriend. Not lesbians, by the way, just for the record. Right. Either or heterosexual or, females. Or or a girlfriend, boyfriend, if you're gay. Sure. Um, or, or guys that I knew never had a girlfriend. You 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 don't have a girlfriend now, and you ha- I've known you for three years. You've never had a girlfriend. I've never been around anybody like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was going on in urban, like I, get, like I said, I don't know if it's like blue states, urban areas, coasts. I don't know what it was. Uh, to some extent, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's a change in something. What's driving that? I don't know. And statistically, I think this would be borne out with the half as much sex in a 10-year period. In Japan, they're calling them Sushoku Danshi, literally grass-eating boys, herbivore men. (laughs) Which means what? They like to eat plants? Well, they're they're not. They're not. They're kind of passive uh, plant eaters. They're like cows. Depending on which uh, subreddit you go to, maybe you've heard them referred to as soy boys. You know, they, they they get their proteins from not meats, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Seems okay. to imply Plus, a certain lack of vitality. Exactly. Plus, you get the hormones in the water. Is this suggesting... Half of all frogs in Houston. Is Plus, this... Don't, don't have time. Yeah. We'll have to discuss <laughs> that more. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.